Welcome to the Real Immunity Podcast, where we'll dig deeper into the concepts from the Real Immunity film series. Learn more at realimmunity.org. Okay, welcome to the Real Immunity podcast. And I am so thrilled today to have a special guest by the name of Lishwi Springford. And Lishwi is a, um, a woman that I met uh, when I started exploring German new medicine. So also called Germanic uh, healing knowledge. And this has been kind of the next step in my own healing path. And I'm going to share some resources that she has, but I just want to welcome her and jump into a conversation. So welcome, Lishwi. Thanks. It's awesome to be here with you, Scylla. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about, um, I did do a podcast about the five biological laws and very brief, just an overview of them. And you know them to much greater depth and you apply them, but tell me how they've changed your life. What's, what's happened for you with this knowledge? Well, I think this may be the case for most people who discover the work of Dr. Hammer that he eventually named the Germanische Neue Medizin or Germanische Heilkunde, meaning German New Medicine, approximately. Um, I think what happened to me is what happens to most people is it's almost a shock in and of itself to discover, holy crap, there's a reason and we know the reason and we know what to do about it because illness is one of the most mysterious things. It's almost religious in the way we respond and feel about illness. It's almost like we are worshiping at an altar of, of uh, risk factors and so on in hopes of not being cursed with the mystical force of the dreaded malignancies and so on. And then to discover, oh, actually, no, it's, it's pretty straightforward. There's a reason for it. It's biological. It's adaptive. It helps us. And, uh, and, and we can do stuff about it. That is shocking. And then to go forward in life and try to, to live as though, yeah, okay, this is how it's going to be now. Well, some hard moments can come in that. And for me, what it was, was this realization that I was accidentally psychic and not in a good way. People would, people love to share what's wrong with them physically. It's kind of a way to be famous or, or special to be valid in some ways and when somebody is sharing their experience from that level and i would jump in and say oh yeah basically you're telling me that you had a sexual conflict <laughs> hey yeah you basically you're telling me that you you're feeling pretty megalomaniacal about your ability to perform in relation to your parents that did not go over very well. That was like a lead balloon. And, and I, whew, I've got some interesting slapbacks. <laughs> and interesting. I didn't understand that. I thought, you know, here, if I got here, I got the answer to your problem. 
and what people were experiencing around me was, hey, you know my dirty, dark secrets, and that's not cool. <laughs> I wasn't sharing this with you because I wanted you to know my dirty, dark secrets. I was sharing this with you so you'd know how special I am. <laughs> well, the interesting um, thing I find, <laughs> and I think e each practitioner goes about it differently because you use different tools, but with you, I find it to be very similar to a homeopathic intake because the homeopath, our goal is to find the central disturbance. Our goal yeah. is to get to the subconscious where the, where the central disturbance lies. And then we match a remedy to it. And I found that that's your ability. You get to that central disturbance very, very well. So I, I'm in my own growth process. I'm trying to find the similarities and how this German new medicine philosophy fits with homeopathic philosophy. So it's, it's lovely, but so like, like you said, your life changes once, once you learn it. Yeah. Once you get through that, once you get that, that, Hey, this is, this is my journey and that's their journey. Once you get that boundary clear, the five biological laws are the best tool for doing exactly how you described it. And thank you. Cause that's an excellent phrase. And I'm going to use that now. The five biological laws help you zone straight in on what the central disturbance is. Because every conflict begins in the psyche. The brain just is, the psyche is like the, the machine language of a brain. The, the, the brain is the computer motherboard and the body tissues are the external hardware. The screen and the screen where it all shows up, yeah. right? The, printer the keyboard the, right. the microphone the uh interesting the, uh, speakers yeah all the all the things and so if you want to know why your screen keeps making that picture right that it's not a prescription it's not a surgery right it's let's go and see what's happening in the code let's go it's let's right. go and see what the what the central disturbance is of this computer. And so that's where we have to look. And the five biological laws help us to find what's going on in that psyche. That's where it all starts. And that's where the solution lies as well. Right. And, and the interesting thing is that, and this is something people have to come to understand, there's not a way to practice German new medicine. It's a, a way of thinking. It's a mindset. Yeah. It's a body of knowledge that is yep. truth that applies and helps us to be more sovereign, more independent, healthier. It's it's this yep. body of knowledge. And what I've found, because I've spoken with a number of different practitioners, they have methods that they apply. And you can speak to this a little bit. There's methods they apply, like one does a lot of tapping, EFT, to try to get, you know, resolve yeah. those, those different disturbances. You use a different method. Why don't you talk a little bit about the method that you use and how different practitioners maybe use some different methods? Is that something you can address? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So when we're coming at, so, so I see it's a philosophy is how I see it. So I learned these natural laws and I realized that some ideas that I had learned just absorbed from the world around me all my life. And to this day, the world is still telling this message almost all the time. But that message had been this deterministic, if something bad happens, I correlate this bad feeling to a recent event. And this makes this so correlation means 
this bad feeling was preceded by that event, therefore that event caused this feeling. Now, that's called false cause fallacy, but the entire medical industry is built on that. If, you know, if that person got sick and now you are sick in a similar way, they must have caused you to be sick. So we just chase the billiard balls back up the table and that's, that's how we're trying to solve things from this deterministic point of view. This philosophy that with these five biological laws, there's been this debunking of that false cause fallacy. But what does that leave us with? It leaves us with this completely different understanding of nature and reality and our place in the world. And I believe that this is actually intuitive, certainly to animals, wild animals, and also to wild people. Our ancestors just knew this. They lived really um, impressively long lives. We can even see it when we look, uh, when we do archaeological digs in the cradle of civilization, for example, any cradle of civilization, not just Mesopotamia, but when we compare the bones of the people who came before and compare those to the people who then adopted this deterministic billiard ball philosophy of health and life, we, we see that the older skeletons, they, they died in some pretty exciting ways. They got eaten by tigers, they got spears through the skull, all, all sorts of cool stuff like that, but they did not die from diseases. Interesting. And then and then we look at the civilized bones and they are riddled with disease. They, are, they die very young. They're smaller. They lived, their lives were nasty, brutish and short. Right. And it's because of a philosophy. So this is the, this is the change that comes about when we, not because we gained a knowledge, we're not pouring something good into the pond. It's when we realize, holy crap, I'm swimming in a dirty pond and we drain the pond. That's kind of what the, this five biological laws do for us. Until they do that for us though, we can get pretty confused. We can, we can get deterministic about the five biological laws. So we can now, instead of saying the germ made me sick, we can say the smell made me sick. And that's not exactly accurate. And it keeps us helpless when we think that this, that the, event made us sick, made us produce cancer, made us have a symptom. Because now we're still trying to control the world out there instead of uh, changing what's happening in our own psyche. Which right. is really speak, where the point speak of Speak a little is. more about that, how we access and change that within our psyche. Yeah. The, the, the method I used, I started off with mind clearing, which comes from a guy named Charles Berner, who later in life changed his name to he became known as Yogeshwar Muni. And he, he developed something called the dyad process, which is a way of, re, of two people relating with each other in a very structured format that does not allow judging each other and feeding back our opinions to each other. It was, it's a strictly sharing what is true for me right now with you who are listening only for the sake of understanding what is true for me right now. And you keep your opinion about it to yourself. And I keep my opinion of you to myself as I do that. And we switch back and forth. And what he discovered was that this was powerfully 
more, it was very powerful, powerful way of, of therapy to just get the stuff up and out. And he did lots of experiments. He would, he would sit there and not listen to people. And he would compare that to sitting there and listening to them, but not really having any advice for them. He would compare listening versus not listening just to see that's proper science when you do that, take those risks. And it was, it, it turns out it was just simply the, the wanting to understand was all that was necessary for people to resolve all kinds of horrible psychological problems. He was a psychologist. But he, he noticed that people who knew who they were just advanced 10 times faster than people who were sort of scrabbling around trying to figure this all out mentally. And so it came to him all at once. I think I'm going to, and even the name of it, I think I'm going to have this enlightenment intensive. He'd been studying the works of uh, Ramana Maharshi. This was the 1960s. And he got a bunch of people out, a couple dozen people out in the desert for a weekend. And he had them spend the whole weekend using the dyad process saying, tell me who you are. Tell me who you are. And then listening to each other and then sharing who. Mm -hmm. And he just wanted to help people get, get better at accessing their own psyche. Right. And what, ha what happened is they all started getting enlightened. <laughs> so out of this was born all kinds of stuff, like all these discoveries about how the psyche works and how we are not the psyche. We do a psyche and why we do a psyche and all kinds of amazing information came out of, out of this discovery of being able to access the psyche in this way from an enlightened perspective, from, a, from an objective, non-judgmental yeah non yeah, non-conflicted non right right and so out of that was one of the products of that was something called mind clearing and that was what i used to practice now i i'm using something developed by a fellow named stevie stephen kent he has mind shifting academy highly recommend his training but he studied many students of burner he's like a third generation a student of of Charles Berner's methods, so mind clearing evolved into all kinds of other methods. People kept developing and developing. So what he does is something called mind shifting. And in mind shifting, we just go straight there. Tell me what the problem is. Tell me what kind of person you're being as you experience this problem. Tell me what you want as this kind of person. Tell me how that feels. And we're just going straight in. And this works beautifully with the GNM because I know when you tell me the symptom, I know the problem. Right, right. You're hearing it. You're hearing where where it uh, yeah. is generated this, from. Like so this is circle. So now somebody comes and says, you know, I my my knees hurt, and instead of saying, oh, you've got a performance problem in relation to your parents, the megalomania, now I can say. Oh, so do you feel that you have a problem with your, how did you feel when your parents, when you performed poorly, how did it feel? How did your parents make you feel? We can go straight to the problem, right. but I know now also to only do that with people who want to hear that. <laughs> I keep, keep my psychic powers to myself otherwise. Right. Well, again, I'm finding a similarity with homeopathy because many people report that having a homeopathic intake makes them feel very seen and understood yeah. because we're the unbiased observer. That is one of the 
prime tenets of homeopathy to be an unbiased observer. I just want to know what it's like to be you. How does that yeah. feel? What do you think? What? And, yeah, and you're doing it. it. You're doing the therapy. Yeah, the therapy. it's it's fascinating. So, okay, so there's this body of knowledge. It's a philosophy. Um, people it, it can. It should. It should be in my estimation. Some people don't use it that way. Some people strictly use it as the knowledge. I Some see. People keep it very, very clinical. So we'll have different experiences. Uh, if, if you don't want to get into all this, this magical hoo-hoo stuff, we can just stick with the, the mechanics of it. Okay, you have a problem in your liver duct. Okay, this has something to do with a violation of your boundary. Um, and it's probably by a stranger. Were you robbed? Right, so right. We can get very clinical with it and then, about it. Yeah. 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 Interesting. So we what can... what are the downsides of GNM? Do you see any downside? What are the problems that come up? I think the downside of GNM is that it, it flies directly in the face of our um, collectivist paradigm of the world. And that can th throw us into what's called an existence conflict. <laughs> so if I'm going through life thinking I'm all in this together, we're all in this together and I'm statistically doing great. I got all my risk factors nicely under control. I do my green smoothies. <laughs> I do, do my steps. I get the right amount of everything. I do it all right. I meditate twice a week. I, you know, I do the things. And then I discover that I have cancer. That, you know, I know that it's okay because my practitioner has told me I just have to uh, take my chemo, maybe do my surgery, um, and I'm going to be good statistically. I'm following right. the rules. Right. Then I discover the German New Medicine, and I find out that I have this cancer because I felt a sexual ugliness with a close member of my family. And I realized I did this. Not only did I have a trauma, not only did I have that bad experience, and not only did I do all the right things, but now I made cancer. Like this is so unfair. And then the, the realization that following all those rules, like I didn't have to quit smoking. It didn't matter that I went to all that trouble. That is a, a real blow. And people, people can and do reject the whole philosophy. Right. It's too much to wrap their mind around. It's too much. Yeah. But it could be a, it could be a severe identity conflict too. It could be like, wait a minute, but but I, I have believed myself to be this kind of a person. And now you're telling me that I make eczema. Right. But the I distinction Lishwe, the distinction I think is that it's not the ego doing it. The ego is when we willfully create something and then we blame ourselves because we will willfully created something. This is a biological, you know, if we access the fifth biological law, it's our, our own existence, our vital force, we would say in homeopathy, trying to evolve and become better. So we yeah. have, 
responded Always with this. Yeah. And if we have the power to do that on a subconscious level, we also have the power to heal on the yes. subconscious level. Yeah. And yeah. that's, uh, we got to get to that fifth biological law before we start trying to wield the other four. Right. We got we to gotta know the whole picture, I think. Right. Because um, people can get really upset. People can get mad in the GNM world. They can be, they can be outraged that you told, you know. Well, they feel blamed. They feel blamed. Yeah, like you're telling me I caused yeah. this, but it's not their ego causing it at all. Yeah. It's a subconscious, yeah. you know, represent manifestation of the subconscious from a shock. Right. And the shock can and as, be- as one woman told me, she questioned me for an, over an hour. And then she said, I don't buy it. I think it's blaming the victim. She literally said that. And I was shocked. I had a little DHS moment. That's called a Dirk. That's a Dirk Hammer syndrome. And that's the, that's the moment of shock that catches you off guard. Um, and that you feel like it's a threat to your existence in some way right and you and in that moment you begin a biological program you begin it in your psyche right well she said that's blaming the victim and I had to really cogitate this happened 20 years ago and I am still cogitating on this and you know what the you know what the problem in that was the victim that's what the problem was I can't take GNM to somebody who is in a victim state Right. I can't bring this to them. There's two possibilities of, of how this will go wrong. The first is they're in a victim state because they have an identity conflict and they want to be rescued. They, they're having a territorial, I don't belong, I'm an imposter, poor me. Um, I, need, I, need to, I need to be seen as special so that I can justify existing at all kind of thing. That's, the identity conflict is a pretty ugly one as we can see from identity politics today. Right. When we then bring this, this, these ideas in and say, well, actually, look, here, you're responsible and here's how you fix it. That can be seen as a, viola an, a second violation of the territory. Hey, you're not seeing me as special. You're telling me I'm actually totally normal. Wait a second. And when you put that second boundary violation on top of the identity conflict you get aggression the person becomes truly angry right 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 and, i can see that yeah yeah and it can be against you or against themselves so it could be guilt right either way they're going to avoid that feeling that's right. what every biological conflict is helping you to do is to avoid a feeling that you don't want to feel the second possibility is the person in a victim state is existentially terrified oh my god they didn't get it all out oh my god i did all the right things and i still got this anyway i'm a, such a good person and yet god delivered this to me whatever that is and now i come in with all this technical information well actually in the context of your evolution blah 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 and my my mind's just saying wait a minute what none of this i don't what i just I'm just trying to find something to grab onto. Right. And it's a big shift. Real, it's a, it's a huge yeah. paradigm shift mm -hmm. and it really encompasses how we've been steeped in the yeah. whole cancer philosophy that cancer metastasizes, cancer, you know, you have to get it fast, you have no time. I mean, there's yeah. so many uh, fallacies. It's malignant. Malignant's a bad one. 
Right. That means it's evil. It's trying to get you. So right. Once, once it takes once it takes hold, man, you are in trouble, right? Because this this evil forces. That's just huge. Of time. Yeah. And the biggest one of the biggest shifts for me with GNM is stepping out of I'm at the mercy of and stepping yeah. into I'm in a healing process. This is a yeah. healing process. My body knows what to do and it's it's just it changes everything. It really changes. Well, how do we it. do that? How do we go from I am a victim? I am being victimized. How do we go from that? I think to- knowledge is a big part of it. The, yeah. the knowledge is the starting point. And then clearing out some of those, you know, with this method you did with me, the mind clearing facilitates that because yeah. you come up against your dark corners. You you come up against where you meet yourself in the alley and what's scaring you so much. Yeah. And once you but dispel you're doing it that. It's safe. Yeah. yeah. And that's the key. You dispel it. You burn it off. You realize, hey, it's different now. I can do something with this. <gasps> right. Oh, what a relief that is. Right. And we don't right. have to run away from it anymore. And, and it requires a lot of, um, I, I mean, I want to really refer people to your course, Answers to Cancer. And and we'll put a link to that, how they can find that. Um, but that, it was a five-hour course. It was amazing. My husband and I watched it together. And it was just packed with truth. I mean, I, all of my life, I've resonated with something that I find to be true and followed that wherever it led me, even if it was uncomfortable, even if it wasn't with the norm or with the, with the herd. And, you know, when I heard that class, that really captured me. So one of my questions, one of my burning questions, and I, I think I know the answer to this, and we, we have an answer that uh, comes out of homeopathic philosophy. And I think it's the same answer that comes out of GNM. And that is how do you account for children, babies, infants coming up with severe pathology or quote unquote cancers? How do you account for that when they haven't had this life experience where they've had biological shocks yet? I think that's one of the greatest lessons that I learned from GNM. My son was born and he was diagnosed at birth with Down syndrome. And then he had a big hole in his heart. And if he hadn't had open heart surgery at three months of age, he wouldn't be with me today. Um, Why? Why would that happen? Why would nature make such a mistake? Why would would an unborn baby be so upset about something? Life is so great in there. And this, he's 18 years old now and learning, being with him through his life and seeing that this is his path that he is evolving on. He, the higher, capital H, he, had an experience that he came into this world wanting to have. And he started having that experience when he was a little bit fetus. I think it was about 17 or 18 weeks along. So in his case, he, he experienced a, a conflict that was very, very loud. I was at a drumming circle and I was upset at somebody who was at the drumming circle. And suddenly my belly got very tight pushing outward. And I thought, is that a contraction? That's really weird. It doesn't feel contracting. It feels the other direction. 
and I, I got up and I left and slowly he relaxed. And I know now he had a big fight flight. He had a motor conflict. He had basically a play dead reflex, but he was pushing as hard as he could trying to escape the noise. And uh, a week later, I was in a music shop. We were shopping for djembes for a birthday gift for somebody. And I was tapping on all these different drums and suddenly my belly went, -a 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 -a. little person in there, got very, very animated. And he reacted and I said, aha, I know it. He's hearing the sound and he's got an issue with it. I'm curious whether he likes it or hates it. And when he was born, I, well, actually it took a couple of years. Um, I had discovered the GNM, but I didn't know yet that it applied to things other than cancer. I didn't know it applied to, to Down syndrome and, and all sorts of things as well. So shorter answer is, we begin being receptive to experiences, biologically sensing our world, the moment we have cranial nerves. And that's within about uh, three weeks, I believe, of conception. We, as soon as we have cranial nerves, we can pick up information about the world around us. But it is the individual who has the cranial nerves that judges whether this is a threat or not. And that's why one baby is born with Down syndrome and a heart defect, and another baby couldn't care less. Right. That's why one right. baby one baby has a hearing constellation because of an ultrasound, and the majority of babies are just saying, well, that's annoying. I don't really care for that, but I'll get over it. Right. Because it's because of the what that individual baby cared to experience in yeah. their life. The meaning we can that see, they give to it. Can, yeah. That's right. We can see them as a victim, and many do. The poor child had a trauma in the womb, or or you know, nature is so unfair. Right. From the truth. The truth, the truth is that that individual is having this, is going through life having experiences just the same when they're three weeks old embryo as when they are a you know, hundred right. year old man. So. Yeah. And we know in homeopathy that that all starts in the womb and yeah. we look at the case. What did the mother experience? Did you fall? Did you have a fright? Did you... Um, you know, whatever it was, the pregnant mother is going to affect that that child. And I dare say that some people who practice GNM, and correct me if I'm wrong, they go even farther back to biogenealogy, right? To other yeah. ancestors who experienced uh, famine, who experienced war, who experienced different things. And we do this also with homeopathy, we look at that, we call them miasms. These are predispositions to ah, disease based on what yeah. your ancestry experienced. Your great grandfather yep. had tuberculosis. You might have a tubercular miasm and be prone to asthma or uh, bronchial. There's an things. awesome book about this. It's called The Ancestor Syndrome. It's by Anne Anselin Schutzenberger. I highly recommend it. The Ancestor Syndrome. She's a Freudian psychologist, but she's, it's a great book full of great. stories of people having, I believe, and this GN, I learned this from GNM. So we know from GNM that, that our genes 
are simply information management for the purpose of reproducing a cell. They do not run the cell. And after we have a special biological program, after we complete the healing phase of it, we are genetically different. We literally evolve. This was, uh, in large part, this came out of the Genome Project um, where these discoveries were made. But one of the things they discovered in the, during the Genome Project in the 80s, or, or the 80s or the 90s, get now they they found the so-called breast cancer gene and so they began right yeah they began testing women for the breast cancer gene and giving preemptive mastectomy right the, the problem was they were finding women they were finding women who didn't have the breast cancer gene leaving their breasts alone then those women were developing breast cancer then they were testing and lo and behold ta-da turns out the gene has now appeared where was it interesting so it's a dynamic relationship of with yeah. our genes. Our genes change. Right. Now, what happens when the genes of a woman who has auditory, unresolved auditory programs, such as Lishwi, gets together with the genes of a man who has auditory, unresolved auditory issues? And those two sets of genes get together and we have a baby who has two unresolved auditory issues while he's an embryo and that takes us so in a set in essence we we delivered some of our unresolved say let's say karma biologically to a new generation and that's what he's working on. Right, right. It's, it's beautiful. Nature right. is just following. So what, you know, if I, if, if, I, if I fly in an airplane, I'm not breaking the law of gravity. I'm using the law of gravity in a certain way. You see, if there was no law of gravity, I couldn't even make an airplane because all the parts of it would just kind of float apart. Right, it's fascinating. So I, and Modern yeah. medicine has yeah. become so mechanized. It's mechanical. It's just yeah. the mechanistic process of taking an yeah, image or a test and then making a proclamation. It's sort of it's sort of unintelligent, isn't it? Yeah, like, it's simplistic. It's yeah. yeah. A A then B, therefore A caused B. Right, right, and it's and if so that, much... if, that doesn't, if that doesn't work, then all right, sorry, we got nothing. <laughs> Do you think the world's moving in this direction towards this this more individualized medicine, this more philosophical body of information? What do you think? I think the world is polarizing. I think some people are doubling down yeah. on, on the mechanistic medicine, tripling, quadrupling down. We'll go down with that ship. Right. And that's, I don't know who, I can't remember who this quote is from, but the, the, the quote about um, so paradigms change in part because those who insist on retaining the old paradigm eventually die off. Mm -hmm. and, that, and that's a big part of how paradigm shift happens. And I think that's, that's essentially Darwinian evolution. 
Right. Um, but it's it's happening in the psyche. <laughs> so it's um, I believe that a majority, however, are maybe reluctantly, but yet still they are saying, okay, something's afoot here. Right. This right. isn't making sense. This isn't adding up. And you know what? I really want to be a good person. I really want to keep, I want this, these rules to work, these, these risk factors. I want the oncology to work. I want this to be how it works. But I, there's a part of me that has to admit it's, it's not working. There is something wrong with it. And I want a better answer. And I think it's that tiny voice that brings people to GNM. Yeah. And, and all the other things, all the other things. I, how did I find it? My, my naturopath listened to me. I didn't believe in all the hokey stuff. I didn't believe in the meridian balancing and the crystals <laughs> and the, all the woo-woo crap she did. But I felt so good the next day after my first appointment where I got listened to. Right. Right. And I was big. Bring it on. Bring it on. Balance my meridians some more. (laughs) Give me all the supplements. Whatever. Here's my money. (laughs) Right. Um, And that led me into the philosophy of it. And I was so ready when the GN, when I found the GNM, I was so ready. I knew that was somehow how it had to be, but I just couldn't put it together. And then I found, I found Dr. Hammers at the time. It was just called New Medicine. Right. And I said, aha. And it's from a doctor. So I so, so it's, it's okay. It's, it's proven, it's science, yeah. Right. <laughs> um, which is now it's hilarious because that's not how science works, but <laughs> right, right. Um so brilliant. Yeah. yeah, in summary, I would say that it can treat any age, any person, it can be applied in many, many different ways. You're gonna get a different flavor depending on the practitioner you see. Because different practitioners have different kind of pet methods that they use or whatever to get to that central disturbance. But um, tell us how people can find you. Tell me your your website. Um, I made a link tree. It's uh, it's Linktree Lishui, L-I-S-H-U-I. Or you can go to my main website, which is mindtreehealth.net. I have... uh, I have a podcast. It's it's pretty sad, and I need to change it over, but it's called Mind Over Symptom. And I have a couple of training programs, and I I give one on one sessions, and I take people also through a nine week program. I call it Immune, and that's where you evolve one stage per week for nine weeks. And, uh, that's my that's my baby. I love that one. It's my favorite. It's where I put all the philosophy into one program and and um i get to uh play in that sandbox that's my my mm-hmm. favorite place to be but uh, what's coming up for me and for mind tree health and for my clients and my tribe is a lot more little courses that's my next thing i really really want to be working on i have a backlog of course outlines of Here's a so I have a course about cancer at the moment, but I'm going to be making a lot more little five hour courses like that. Yeah, that's a lovely so. course. I highly recommend it. If anyone's listening who's uh, just received a cancer diagnosis or working with a diagnosis, 
um, go to mind, mindtreehealth.net and look for answers to cancers. I highly recommend it. And it's what's really, um, I was already on this path, but it drove me deeper in on the path and introduced me to Lishui that I'm really, really grateful for. So thank you for this interview and maybe we'll hear more from you. So thanks, Lishui. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. You can go to realimmunity.org to learn more about health, homeopathy, and homeoprophylaxis, and to watch the Real Immunity film series. Thank you.